0: Welcome to the Holistic Health Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and each week I interview everyday people who have transformed their health and the amazing souls supporting them on their journey. Be inspired. Today I'm talking with Elise, a qualified nutritionist with a passion for holistic health, incorporating the mind and body equally and helping others navigate the ups and downs of living with chronic disease. Well, welcome, Elise. It's great to spend some time with you. I know we've been connected on social media for a very long time, so it's lovely to meet you face to face and have this conversation with you. So, thank you for coming in today.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: For all of the listeners, Elise has Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease, and she's also a qualified uh, nutritionist. Did I say that right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, which is awesome. And now she's working through her own journey. She's now able to share what she's learnt and and allow other people to work through that as well, so that they, you know, can actually have a thriving life on the other side. Life doesn't have to be um, all driven around an autoimmune disease, and and sort of that can be quite crippling for for people. Would would that be fair to say?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, definitely can be. Can be quite a challenge. So
0: yeah. So, tell me about where you are now. Where are you in your journey right now?
1: <sighs> right now, I I kind of feel like I've it's been a roller coaster, to say the least. And I sort of feel like I'm taking a bit of a bit of a breather. I kind of feel like I've gone over the the scary bumps and the just the spikes in ups and downs. And I, I feel like I'm finally in. much more stable place
0: Yeah,
1: which which is yeah look it's it's definitely not something that I thought I would experience as fast as I have Mm -hmm. but yeah it's just been such a learning a learning journey and such an eye-opening journey and yes as as tough as it has been it's actually been really rewarding at the same time so yeah yeah dive
0: into that when did this start you know manifesting for you when did this start coming into your life when did you start to notice that what and what were the sort of changes in you at that point
1: well as far as symptoms go it's been a really really long time I, I can probably pinpoint it back a bit over 10 years when my symptoms started and it was just things that at the time I thought were normal and unfortunately, yeah, that, that just became my life because every avenue that I took and every time I went and saw a doctor thinking, gosh, I'm not feeling well, I'm not feeling right, they always assured me that there was nothing wrong and that it was all good. So it kind of just became my normal, and I just assumed that a lot of other people were experiencing the same things, and I suppose my main sort of symptoms at the time were Um, quite a lot of vertigo and and dizziness Mm. which was constant you know it's not just like when you suddenly get up and you get that head rush it was constant I could just be doing my grocery shopping and it would just hit me I could be laying down perfectly still in the middle of the night and it would just hit me it would just be very random but daily um Mood changes were quite prominent as well. So very irritable, very anxious, um, very up and down in terms of how I was feeling emotionally throughout the days. Lots of digestive issues as well. Um, Feeling the cold quite a lot and just this debilitating fatigue. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and that was just normal for me, which is, you know, looking back at it now, it's like, what? That's crazy. Like, that is so not okay but as i said every time i went and saw a doctor all my lab results were fine it was clean there's nothing wrong with you we can't find anything it's you know maybe go and see a psychologist or maybe just take a neurafen or maybe just have a li- little bit more rest and it should be okay and then it wasn't until um, it wasn't until i decided to go back to uni and study nutritional medicine and that I started to think, well, actually, going even going back before that, I actually discovered a naturopath. I'd never heard of a naturopath before. I had no idea what they were, what they did. And she was actually the one that suggested, like, maybe my diet has something to do with it. Who would have thought? <laughs> and, um, yeah, we made some changes. We did a lot of... Um, protocols a couple of different protocols based on my symptoms and my presentations at the time and within a few weeks my symptoms drastically improved and that's when I decided to go back and study nutrition because I was like everyone has to know about this and you know this is something that we all should be taught this is something that we should all have access to and and this information should be available to all of us
0: yeah
1: and yeah, that was that was a whole other journey in itself. But I think the studying actually kind of pushed me a little bit over the edge. As far as for anyone who studied university, it's um, yeah, it's something else. <laughs> yeah, it was very stressful, and I I pushed and pushed and pushed. Um, I think. Uh, In my second final year, I I took on like six science subjects in one semester and I was like, I'll be fine, I can do this, it'll be right, and I smashed it out, I got it done and um, I was like, I feel fine, it's fine, it's okay, it's all going to be good. And then a few months after I graduated, I literally woke up one day and I was like, I think I'm dying, this is not good. Yeah. And that was when I discovered that it was actually autoimmune.
0: Yeah, and so the yeah. that you were having at that time, you know, that I think I'm dying was like chronic fatigue. Uh, it
1: was everything, but like ten x. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I couldn't get out of bed. I felt like I was sinking into a black hole. Yeah, it was debilitating to say the least.
0: Mm. And so, did you have to take some time off at that point? <clears throat> Did you just have to shut down your life, or what did that look like?
1: Well, at the time, yeah, I I really did because I thought that I have a Taipei personality. Let's just put that out there. I'm um, I... just just to just to put that out there. Yeah, um, might explain a lot. So. I straight after graduation, everyone was like, "At least take some time out." And I was like, "No, no, no! I don't, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I feel great. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm on fire. I've got all these ideas." So I started up my own practice. Started up seeing a lot of a lot of um, patients myself, and it's um, <coughs> excuse me, it's very emotionally like emotionally it's draining I suppose and I don't mean that in a bad sense but you really give a lot of yourself when you're taking on clients and you're taking on their health concerns and their emotional struggles and their blockages and things like that you're the person that they're coming to for help so you have to listen and try to make sense of what they're presenting you with and come up with a program to help them so it's a huge responsibility and it just became I just I just couldn't do it anymore I just couldn't give to these people anymore Mm -hmm. and I was also doing an online business at the time plus I was working my day job plus I was seeing clients and then when I would come home I'd have to work on treatment plans and research and, and stay on top of everything and I literally gave everything up i kept my day job because it's very very flexible and my hours can be very um you know i could take on the hours at the time or i could drop the hours it was never an issue so i was very grateful for that um but as far as everything else went it was just i had to just put everything on hold and just take take some serious time out there was really no other option
0: yeah, so how long did that time frame work for you? Like, how long was that? Are you still in that space now, or are you?
1: Well, I took about 20 months off.
0: Wow. And so just Quite working. Quite a long time. Point. Pardon? Working your day job at that point. Yeah. 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 And then just letting everything else go.
1: Letting everything else go. Yeah. Yeah, I had to.
0: Mm. And how did that work in your mind? Given you're an A type personality, like. <clears throat> I'm like going, you know, like you work the day job, but then you're like, well, what can I do now? What am I doing at night? You know, like my mind would go there. But did you just shut that right out?
1: I had to shut it out. It honestly was one of those things where I did not have the energy mm. to even go there mentally. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um and I think that's, that's, uh, that was probably one of the biggest lessons for me in that was. I really had to trust and listen to my body. And I know that we say that so often, like, listen to your body, listen to what it's telling you, and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I think, yeah, I think often we we just keep pushing and it's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, until one day you wake up like I did and you literally can't get out of bed.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you're out of <clears throat> action for 20 months, you know, sort of thing. So you Absolutely. can't move. So, yeah. What did you do? So you did that time with the naturopath previously. Get yes. Some of those tools that you'd learnt with her or him and or did you start from scratch
1: again? It was a completely different approach. Okay. So initially, so when I woke up feeling like it, something was very, very wrong, so I went to the doctors and I knew that, I just knew that it was my thyroid. Mm-hmm. And even though every other time that I'd had my thyroid tested prior to that, it always came back normal, but I just knew that it wasn't normal. And I think a lot of the times, even previously to getting my, that particular set of test results, I would go and get my thyroid tested and I would just sit there and be like, okay, it's not going to come back normal. But they're like, no, no, it is. And I was like, damn it. I know it's not. (laughs) But unfortunately the labs, when the labs come back normal, yeah. There's really not much else that doctors do for you. So this time I was like, no, 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 This if this comes back normal, I'm seriously just going to go and pay for my own test do a functional lab because this is, I just wasn't going to take that as an answer. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, it was pretty much off the charts. Very, very, very hyper. So overactive. Mm -hmm. And of course the doctors straight away told me that I had Graves' disease. But I was like, mm, no, I don't have Graves' disease. I, I can see what the test results show, but it's not Graves' disease. So at the time, they hadn't checked my antibodies. Mm-hmm. So I requested to have my antibodies tested. And the two markers, which um, they commonly check for, um, came back very, very elevated and they're like, yeah, you've got Graves disease. And I was like, that's not Graves disease. Now, luckily for me, I had some amazing, and I still have have these people in my life, some amazing experts in pathology and, and friends who've gone through this same same journey with Hashimoto's themselves. Mm-hmm. So they really helped me make sense of everything that was coming through. Um, but the test results actually indicated Hashimoto's mm-hmm. as opposed to Graves disease. So by the time I actually got the diagnosis of Hashimoto's, I had seen eight different doctors. Wow. Because it was constant back and forth, them telling me one thing, but not doing the proper testing or not knowing how to interpret the testing properly. Yep. Um, you know, getting scans, getting the right antibodies tested, follow up, um, you know, follow up results because they were adamant that they wanted to put me on Graves' medication. Mm-hmm. And I just, look, I'm when, when you need medication, absolutely take it. But at, for me at the time, I just, I needed to, I didn't want that to be the first thing that I went with. I really wanted to um, try and establish, like, first of all, what triggered this, what triggered this to happen, what was out of balance in my body, what I needed to work on, and and really just reassess a few things. And I figured, you know, and there were definitely times where where I would feel like things were improving and it was great and then things would just spiral back down again. Mm -hmm. And there were definitely times where I, honest to God, wished that my lab results would come back to the point where the doctors would say, okay, we can put you on meds now because I was really struggling with day-to-day. But that day never happened because my test results continued to improve and improve and improve, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but and this goes both ways. Whatever your lab tests show doesn't necessarily correlate to how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So again, this is why it's so important to tune in and learn to listen to your body and learn to listen to your symptoms and and really work out what is working for you. Mm-hmm. And I can't sit here and say this is the one thing that's going to reverse it or put you into remission or help you because everyone is so different and so individual yeah. that, you know, there's a, there's a set of rules, I suppose, that will be relevant to everybody. But overall, we all have different lifestyles, different dietary preferences, different root causes, mm-hmm different abilities, different sets of knowledge. The list goes on and on.
0: Yeah, and that goes across the doctors as well. So mm. they've got this cultural background or they've got this, you know, medical background that they've, you know, gone through one school and this other school over here teaches differently mm. and there's there's some nuancing in that sort of space. Absolutely. So it's important to get, I guess what you did was get a breadth of knowledge effectively mm-hmm. that was right yeah. for you and that felt sat right in your body as well. Yeah. Uh, from a personal experience, <clears throat> I had a family member who um, just didn't feel right in her own body, took herself, went to the GP. They said, no, um, I think she said, no, you're fine, go home, rest. She then went, no, I'm not, ended up going, um, going into emergency um, at the hospital and was, after pushing, she was then admitted um, and then had to go through a cancer treatment throughout the period. Wow yeah so and they said if you had to take had have been two weeks later we mightn't have been able to treat you Wow. so it was just yeah. moving through that space which was very you know a very personal journey and then mm. find your voice in that and then but once you found your voice then being able to let go because you don't have control over everything that, that then's happening to you afterwards is particularly in her space she had to just follow the you know, advice yeah. that was coming in in her door yeah but it's really, um, like you said, it's really important to keep. If it doesn't feel right in your body, mm. keep looking and keep, di- yeah. and keep experimenting and trying different things, whether it's with food or with doctors or whatever. Yeah, keep looking and keep researching. Yeah, can you explain the difference between Graves and um, Hashimoto's because they're both auto yeah. disease. Um, One's directly hypothyroidism; the other one can be
1: hypothyroid or underactive. Is that yeah, so, <coughs> excuse me. So Graves' disease is generally associated with overactive thyroid and Hashimoto's is generally associated with underactive thyroid. Okay,
0: yep.
1: So they both essentially are an autoimmune condition where your immune system is attacking the thyroid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So however, having said that, you can have Graves disease or Hashimoto's or you can have both mm. without having the under or overactive thyroid. Mm. So for myself and the other thing to remember is it's quite common when you first get diagnosed with Hashimoto's, it's actually quite common for your thyroid to go into an overactive state. Mm-hmm as opposed to an underactive state um, before it kind of drops down yeah. into that underactive yeah so it's condition kind of thing itself and then it's got a normal exactly up in the autoimmune. Disease. Exactly. So that's actually quite common and that's what happened with my thyroid. Yeah. Because it was this constant chronic stress. Yeah. And this constant like go, 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 green light all the time. Um, where my body was just trying to keep up and it kind of pushed me into that overactive state. Now, for myself, thankfully, um, my thyroid hormone levels have actually gone into a very healthy and optimal range and they've managed to stay there consistently. Um, So... About six weeks after my initial diagnosis, my thyroid levels had actually normalized mm. and they've managed to stay in that range since then. Mm. so yeah, so that's that's the main difference. As I said, you can have both, and you can have um, yeah, you can have optimal and normal thyroid hormone levels but the autoimmune component is still there. And I think that's what makes it so tricky for diagnosis to occur because people can be very, very symptomatic, but their thyroid levels are normal, but the autoimmune component is still there and it's still driving those symptoms.
0: Yeah. Cause the autoimmune diseases are really tricky, right? Cause they're literally attacking the body and, as you say, the organ or the part of the body that it's attacking is is appearing like it's functioning normally. Absolutely. It, it's kind of got this um repl- well, like this has a replica is it like a replicator disease. So you've got an autoimmune disease with mm. but then you're having a heart attack and it's actually mm. this, that's yeah. the stuff. So that those sorts yeah. of autoimmune are really, really challenging. Mm. So Okay, sorry, you go.
1: <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, and, and the other thing that makes it tricky is as far as symptoms go, there's with I suppose with any any autoimmune disease or even just digestive issues, you know, things like IBS or SIBO or um anything where your body's out of alignment, the symptoms can you know, they can be the same across the board with very slight differences. And that's what can make it so incredibly difficult to pick up on it because it's not usually the first place that we go to. It's not usually, oh, maybe you have an autoimmune. It's it's normally this elimination of, well, it could be this and let's focus on this and let's focus on that. And from a medical perspective, it's like, well, here's some medication to help ease those symptoms. And this is why it can take people years and years and years yeah. even decades to get a diagnosis or to find any answers
0: yeah so what do you think was the difference because you said from diagnosis to leveling out which you've been fortunate mm-hmm. to stay level <clears throat> what happened for you in that that period like did you change your nutrition what was the things that were happening that sort of you believe for you that you shift that <clears throat>
1: Well, stepping away from everything was definitely a huge component because it was just a huge sigh of relief almost to tag all of this stuff off my shoulder and say, okay, I'm not dealing with it. Mm-hmm. It, um, you know, it really just gave me the opportunity to rest and heal and, and focus, on, focus on myself. I did um, a number of functional testing as well, which really helped me discover some underlying root causes and and some underlying imbalances and deficiencies and things like that that I had, which was really, really helpful. Are you able to share what those um, were? Um, yeah, so just um, some my adrenals needed quite a lot of support at the time. I wasn't synthesising I- certain nutrients effectively to help support those neurotransmitters. Um, I'd had some live blood analysis done as well with this amazing pathology guru, She's is phenomenal. Um, you know, she helped me discover that I had leaky gut. My liver was quite distressed. I had quite a lot of inflammation throughout my blood cells, which when I had the um, inflammatory markers tested by a blood test at the doctors, it came back normal but actually seeing my blood cells, it was like, yeah, you guys are pretty inflamed. So that was really beneficial because um, I think sometimes you need to see it to understand. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's like you can feel it, but unless you actually see it in front of you, it's like, okay, right, I know exactly what's what's going on. I know exactly what to focus on. It takes that guessing game and that stress out of it. Um, so really had to really start focusing on healing my gut, Mm. reducing the inflammation, um, taking some activated vitamins to really help support those neurotransmitters that were struggling a little bit, um, really supporting my mitochondria, supporting my adrenals as much as I could with lots of rest, changing up my nutrition. So, you know, I'd had a pretty healthy and pretty good diet up until that point, but really upping it that little bit more Mm. Um, increasing certain food groups Um, I actually started following the autoimmune protocol as well which is a a particular um, protocol I won't say the word diet because I don't like that word Um, I like a protocol (laughs) yeah (laughs) um, which essentially it's like paleo but you're removing uh, you're removing all grains, you're removing eggs, dairy, all gluten, of course, um, all nightshade. So your, nit- your nightshade vegetables are things like your tomatoes and um, eggplants and all of your spicy foods and capsicums and things like that, All um, like legumes and, and lentils and things like that. So it seems quite restrictive, but it's really to help take any... Um, I suppose, burden off your digestive system and things that can trigger your immune system to kind of be a little bit more on alert. So I followed that protocol for about three, well, on and off for about three months. It was probably 30 days consistently. And I did notice notice quite a difference. So I think over that time, implementing and having more tests and finding more things, it really helped me. Get a little bit more in tune with my body and okay, well, what was what was happening in my body? What areas needed the support? And really learning to um, I suppose become familiar with what kind of foods were triggering Mm. my symptoms as well. But more than that, I think one of the biggest things for me was working on emotional, like working on the emotional side of things. I think that was a huge um, a huge part of my healing. Yeah.
0: And what did that look like for you? Like, you know, like when you, is it the emotional side that, you know, I haven't looked after myself or is it the, you know, the beating up on yourself because you haven't looked after yourself? Or well, what did that look like for you? What were the reasons around that need for the emotional? It,
1: thing? Oh, it, it was so much more than that. Yeah, Tell me. It was, I suppose, it kind of forces you to look at how you live your life and it kind of forces you to look at what kind of person you are. And I was a yes person. I was a giving, maybe too giving in some cases kind of person. Mm -hmm. I had no boundaries kind of person, you know, and it really forced me to look at, okay, what parts of myself was i suppressing you know mm. what kind of part what parts of myself was i not dealing with in an in an emotional thing like it's easy for us to say okay we'll cut out dairy and cut out gluten and and support your body and support your physical but how are we supporting our emotional health mm. so that was probably the biggest part of it for me and looking at where am i saying yes to too many things but not yes to myself enough? Mm -hmm. Where was I saying, okay, well, these are my boundaries but they're not honouring that and how was that affecting me physically? Because I think a lot of the times when we suppress our emotions and not deal with things that come up for us and not speak to our truth and not speak to what's on our hearts and our minds and just be really honest about where we're at, um it, that suppression it almost builds up and builds up and builds up and it creates stress and it creates anxiety and it creates inflammation and all sorts of physical manifestations that a lot of the times we might not even realize are happening
0: yeah and we become a symptom right so we still got turn all the panadol or whatever these yeah. the sore throats so i'm just going to have a soother on my throat kind of yeah The reality is that, like I said, there's so much else going on. So Mm. picking that apart, you know, like I love journaling. So just journaling Mm. the stuff out. You don't have to do anything with that information, but you can see it there and go, okay,
1: I can see it it." off your chest.
0: Yeah. And just get it through your body, which I think is Mm. important rather than it then in your body. Yeah. That mix between the emotional, spiritual, um, Mm -hmm. the physical, and we have to work in alignment with all of them. We can't just put one under the carpet and go, well, I'm going to go for a run now, so I'll be all okay. Yeah. You actually have to pull that back out and go,
1: mm.
0: Why? you know, like I talk to a lot of clients, why are you eating that? What is that to yeah. you right now? Yeah. <laughs> that chocolate, even for myself, if I'm picking up that chocolate, what am I actually missing out of my diet?
1: Yeah.
0: you looking for emotionally as well in this space. Absolutely. We need to be all encompassing in that space the stuff is really interesting because it brings you back what i talk about is just bringing you back down to a real baseline right yeah kind of come back to this neutral level where your body can process what you're putting in and it it may go through a detox because you've you're not putting all the other stuff in there but you've come back to this sort of baseline and then you can build from there so then you put things back in and see if they trigger if not then you can come back down again you know like yeah you, experimenting and playing it and then building your life as as you would as you design it Mm. yeah does that resonate absolutely
1: oh yeah 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 absolutely and again like you're going back to listening to your body like what is it telling you you know for example like if you know that you shouldn't eat that food because it's going to trigger a flare-up or trigger one of your symptoms you're not going to eat that food but the same sort of thing goes for our emotions it's like okay your friends just ask you to go out for drinks and you really don't want to go, you yeah. really don't want to go, but you say yes, how does that then feel in your body?
0: Mm. And how do you show up at that event? Exactly. Not just the event, so maybe <clears throat> you turn up 150%, but mm. the next day you're wiped out. So yeah. how do you bring that back into alignment mm. with you and without all the guilt that comes around that? Exactly. Letting go of all of that Yeah and saying this is me i'm going to turn up 100 percent as me yeah you either take it or you leave it <laughs> it's, it's, yeah because it feels good to me and that that's enough
1: and also just learning to as you said like let go of the guilt just say no i i don't need to give you a reason i just don't want to go that's it that's my reason yeah you know we don't need to go into it we don't need to justify it or explain ourselves it's just a no
0: yeah and, that- and
1: that's and that's something that I think we we've forgotten how to do, or we've maybe a lot of us are just people pleasers, and we don't even realize to what extent. I know many people are, and yeah, like it's just. And one of my biggest passions as well is obviously bringing awareness to the autoimmune community, and and that this is a real and it's a growing. Um, it's a growing issue it's a chronic it's it's a chronic health issue that we have but unfortunately there's such little awareness brought to it thankfully it's growing the awareness um but also bringing a breaking down this stigma around mental health like what is mental health you know i think when we i think when we think of mental health we think oh anxiety depression like manic disorders things like that but it's not just that it's it's this emotional disconnect that we have Mm. it's chronic stress it's it's being a chronic yes person it's not having clear boundaries it's not honoring how our emotions make us feel physically so it's breaking down that stigma and it's i suppose letting go of that need to justify every like we don't need to justify our reasons we don't need to give a reason if the answer is no because your body says no then that's it
0: Mm.
1: kind of like well deal with it in a nice way you know yeah just like say it with love and you know obviously learn to communicate with with your people whether it's your family or friends or your workplace like learn to communicate but breaking that stigma around oh i have to feel guilty for for speaking my voice and for speaking my truth and for saying what's on my heart right now or for saying, well, this actually doesn't align with me at the moment. You know, we don't need to feel guilty for that. And I think it should be encouraged that more of us are able to communicate those things across.
0: Absolutely. Without feeling like that, we're we're um, doing it deliberately or with mm. anger or frustration, right? Yeah. We, there is a way to do it with love and say, it's yeah. me right now. It's just not something that yeah. I can And I've got, you know, mm. I, like I said, I don't have to justify why I choose yeah. not. I just choose not to and yeah. be okay in that space. Mm. That's a really important lesson for people, for everybody. Yeah. Mm.
1: And, I mean, honestly, and the other thing is it's, you know, it's something that's taken me a really long time to learn because I think we can understand it. Like talking about i'm sure people listening will be like yeah that makes sense i understand that but being able to actually embody that is is another process in itself and it's it's not something that you really learn so to speak i think it's just something that comes with time
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it comes with awareness
0: yeah and practice and, and practice okay with being shit at at the start
1: <laughs> exactly you know, yeah all
0: walk and then we can run so we've got, to, we've got to go through those steps mm. with anything that we do. Um, yeah, so practice. But it's been in a safe environment is a good, a good yeah. idea. Have a have a friend that you kind of go, we're going to say no to each other sometimes and we're okay with that and that's all. Yeah. Practice in that environment and then you can have a yeah. like, joke about how you do it and then you can then spread that out through the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, I mean my friends and I, if wherever in communication, it's like, oh, yeah, I know we were meant to chat today or like I was meant to call you but actually just can't be bothered it's like okay that's cool you know (laughs) maybe next week or tomorrow or whatever like there's no hard feelings and there's no I don't I don't need their reason it's like you're not up to it that's cool I totally get it I have many days like that yeah yeah
0: it's a no for today but it's not a no. yeah
1: yeah exactly but I have to say as far as like my symptoms go in the last three months there's been some huge even more improvements and to be honest I I haven't and again I just want to make it really clear. We're all different. We all have our own journey, like what's worked for me and what's helped me. I'm not saying this is going to work for everyone else by any means, Um, but I've been really consistently working at, as I said, looking at those root causes and and working through my own stuff, um, physical and emotional. But in the last three months or so, I've noticed probably even four months, I've noticed some really huge physical improvements Mm. As well, um, which I'm so grateful that I've been able to kind of walk through those ugly spots and that discomfort, and um, yeah, and really just sort of come out the other end. I'm still, obviously, have a long way to go. Mm. I'm not in the all clear by any means, but it's it's really reassuring when you do start to notice improvements. That yes, you are on the right path, and yeah, you're heading in the right direction. So.
0: Yeah, and you can trust yourself again,
1: I think. Exactly, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And that, mm. whole, um, so if you're on the right path, you're moving forward, then you you, you just get more strength and you can, mm. and it comes from an awareness space, isn't it? So you're constantly yeah. aware of what's going on in your body. Mm. You're not just, just, not it's not just a physical symptom, but it's that awareness that you create mm. by doing the work that you're doing that then up levels every time that your body gets better. You're going, oh. Yeah. I feel good today in this area of my body, and I haven't felt like that for such a long time. Yeah, the real, you know, that awareness that we then take into other areas of our life, mm.
1: you
0: know, into the relationships that we have. That we have. Yeah. So it's not just around, you know, just turning up every day. We actually turn up with, with our minds and our hearts and our bodies. Um, absolutely. For a better life, effectively.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. And yeah, it's just like trusting trusting yourself because I know, you know, from a lot of people that I speak to who, who deal with autoimmune conditions, a lot of them feel so disheartened and it really breaks my heart because look, I know I can sit here and I feel so incredibly grateful that since finding out that I have Hashimoto is my journey, like it's definitely it's definitely been tough, but it's it's been a bit over a year and a half which seems pretty quick, I suppose, compared to when I hear people say they've been struggling for 20-odd years. Mm. And, it, you know, it really makes me wonder, like, what kind of support is out there Mm. for these people? Because, as I said, it took me eight doctors to get a diagnosis, but I pushed for it and I pushed for it. And thankfully I was, you know, I had my education behind me. I had an incredible support and team around me who've been through these who specialize in these areas that were able to help me get those definitive answers. But there's a lot of people that don't get a lot of support. Mm. And it can be really disheartening and it's it, it can be again going back to that emotional um, aspect of it. I think a lot of the times, a lot of the times we talk about, you know, don't identify with your disease, so to speak. Like, don't, don't let it become a part of you. But at the end of the day, it is a part of us. Mm. But I think, for, you know, for some, in some instances, people they struggle so much to get any resolution because they're not getting the right support, or they're not working with the right team, or they just don't have access to the right information. Yeah it can, they lose this, this trust in the system. They lose trust in their body mm. and it does kind of consume them more than it has to. Mm. So it's, really, And I guess. Right, keep going. Yeah. So I, I suppose it's, that's what's become such a huge passion of mine because prior to this, I was kind of just like, I'll just, you know, I'll figure out what I'm going to sort of specialize in, like what my niche will be within the industry. and. Nothing really like resonated mm-hmm. with me. Like nothing. I, I'd seen people that were like, "I'm going to specialise in, you know, um, women's health or fertility or skin or ho- like really hone in on specific digestive stuff." And I was like, oh, I don't, "I'm not really vibing with anything particular." So I just kind of go with whatever um, until this happened and seeing this whole community open up mm-hmm. with all of these people and all of these women um because unfortunately what I mean affects women more so than it does men that's not to say that men don't get affected mm-hmm. but the communities that I've seen it's predominantly women a lot of them are mums a lot of them you know they wear multiple hats
0: yeah
1: and they're struggling they're really really struggling yeah. so it's yeah, bringing awareness to this and opening up different avenues and it's like, okay, well, there's this kind of resource, there's this support. Mm. Perhaps look at this type of testing or this kind of, you know, maybe counselling or working with whatever it might be.
0: Mm. And it can definitely, like you said, from that emotional perspective, it can become chronic for them, right? So it's a chronic illness that when you, ha- when you have it, it's like, you know, having a bad back, I would say. Like yeah. If of that every single day, and you can't get out of bed, mm. like, you're supposed to function in any other area of your life, exactly. You can't, yeah. So, mm. it, it just it would eat away at you. So, I think one absolutely. of the takeaways is to get the right support and get the yeah. Right support early, yeah. Appreciating that diagnosis can be very challenging,
1: but absolutely. It's that, but not impossible,
0: not it, never impossible. No, mm. and you're a perfect example of that. Achieve, mm. yeah, you? Where you've come to in eighteen months is massive. Yeah, um, it's, it's come through. You listening to your body, being aware, pushing effectively in. A, yeah, pushing to get those diagnosis or just trying different things and seeing where you could get the best outcome for you. Yeah, you could move forward from that space.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, go. absolutely. And it's not you know it's not impossible. And as I said, you know, I was having these symptoms for about ten years. So I suppose if we're looking at it in that sense, it wasn't like Oh, I started to get symptomatic, and then boom, eighteen months later, I yeah. I'm all better. Like, I'm. It's absolutely not the case. Yeah. Um, I've definitely been able to get on top of my symptoms, mm. which is amazing, and it's just a, a testament to say that. Yeah, like if you do have the right resources, you can mm. get the resolution. And if I hadn't have if I hadn't have done my studies, to be honest, I don't. I think I'd still be immensely struggling and potentially not have any answers or I'd probably be diagnosed with grapes and I'd be taking the wrong medication, Yeah, potentially, you know? So um, I can, I can definitely empathize with people who've, who've been on this journey for a long time and who aren't getting answers and who think, Oh, well, this is just normal. Like this is, this is something that like a lot of people experience. Mm. And unfortunately Yes, they do. A lot of people do experience these things because unfortunately that's just the society that we've become conditioned to be. Mm. We work way too hard. We don't take anyone near enough time out. Like I, I've got friends who plan how they're going to relax. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, what? <laughs> it's like, okay, so when I've done this, then I can do this, and then when I've done that, then I can take, you know, half an hour here and it's like, oh, my God. Just put everything down, make yourself a cup of tea and just put your feet up, stop thinking. It's just so hard for people.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we do need to slow down, don't we?
1: We absolutely do. Yeah. It's huge because, yeah, unfortunately, as I said, autoimmune diseases are on the rise Yeah, and we're not slowing down. No. And stress, you know, chronic stress, when we're in this constant fight or flight state, It does lower and suppress our immune system. It increases our inflammation and that just opens up, you know, it's a gateway to all sorts of disaster within. So, yeah.
0: Opportunity to grow and learn. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This has been amazing. Before we dive out, I want to um, just ask you, I'm a massive, I love self-love, like self-love is a cornerstone to everything that I do. So I'm interested to know what is one thing that you do for self-love in your life?
1: I do lots of things.
0: What's your favorite? one? <laughs>
1: right now, I love just sitting down and playing my guitar.
0: Oh, beautiful. What sort of guitar do you play? As in, well, like, there's different types of guitars, isn't there? I,
1: I play um I play both acoustic and electric. Mm-hmm. If that's what you mean. In terms of style, just whatever I'm in the mood. Yeah. Whatever whatever I'm in the mood for so usually I'm really into sort of like classical
0: yeah
1: um bit of classical bit of um I love like the gypsy style yeah yeah yeah. Sound a bit of soft rock yeah that, that's that's kind of my jam at the moment but I just find it very soothing and it really just takes my mind off everything besides what I'm doing and what I'm hearing and I can just yeah. really feel into it and it's very therapeutic.
0: It is. Music is very so, cool for the soul and especially
1: classical
0: yeah. music or even gypsy mm, music. It's very up Yeah. Uplifting.
1: yeah. I will, love it.
0: Yeah. Raises the vibration of the body, which is
1: amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my current, current self love yeah. daily ritual. So yeah.
0: That's awesome. Well, my bonus son plays guitar, so he brings it around sometimes. Yeah. Acoustic, but he does have an electric. So
1: yeah, yeah, oh, it's the most beautiful sound in the world. I, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. But anyway, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: How can? What is one way that we can give back to you today? Thank you. You know, acknowledging the time and the amazing information that you provided with us and provided to us today. What is something we could do
1: for you? Well, just come and check out my Instagram. I share a lot of just little tips and resources on navigating autoimmune. Yep. particularly i share a lot of um very simple very easy recipes that require little to no thinking at all <laughs> um and yeah just just information and and resources on as i said how to navigate um, chronic fatigue and, and autoimmune especially so you can find me on instagram at autoimmune underscore diaries
0: we will link to you um you yeah
1: be awesome so So check that out and um
0: yeah conversation with you there too
1: yeah absolutely reach out if you've got any questions if there's any way that I can support anyone I'm always happy to chat I'm always happy to send any information I'm taking one-on-one clients at the moment as well if anyone wants to work with me Um, but yeah everything is on my Instagram that you can find so come and check it out we will thank you so much and thank you so much for all the
0: information you provided today it's just a plethora of information which has been amazing and i know that will help somebody at least one person in the world um, to help navigate some of the issues that they're going through as well Mm. but thank you for doing all the work that you're doing as well that's incredibly important and as you said um autoimmune is on the rise Um, Mm going anywhere so it's, it's about what can we do now and what what can we minimize now and and get to those root causes so that it doesn't absolutely for people in their own lives yeah absolutely thank you so much for having me thank you so much for joining me today to continue your health and wellness journey please come over to my holistic health with susan scollin facebook group this is where i support you with mindset self-love and nutrition tools to elevate your health and wellness Also, I would be super grateful for you to jump into your favourite podcast app and and rate my Holistic Health podcast. This helps others find my podcast so that they can be inspired and start their journey to truly transform and up-level their life. Spreading more health, love, uh, self-love and uh, wild transformation into the lives of the people um, that we truly love every single day um, and helping each other to grow. So thank you again for being here and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.